Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. We were talking about your locked jaw. Lock, yes, I call. Oh, wait a second! You're not Eliana. Jaw lock. Jaw lock. Well, I am. I'm going through some. Uh, <laughs> I have a cold. Welcome to the armory, mm-hmm. and Eliana is not here. Um, not any major life events or anything keeping her from being here. None. Nothing new in our household. Yeah. Uh, but we just thought we'd fly Dan Cook out from Michigan to do an interview on. Yeah. We haven't decided. But the podcast is doing so well that we have the money to fly people out yeah. um, and do those kind of things. Yeah, we're recording. And um, I really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, first did you class seat. did you yeah, appreciate that? I did. What did you pick? The salmon or the chicken? Oh, I didn't go with either. I went with what? the pizza. Oh, the pizza. They made me a pizza. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fantastic. I didn't even know they had a pizza oven. Pepperoni. Yeah, they do. They have a. They have a. Um, is that like a stone? It's like a. It's like an oven. And yeah. it was pretty amazing because the smoke started to fill the cockpit. Yeah. And the pilots did get a little nervous. But uh, I, I, I told them it was just I my imagine. pizza. Everything changed after 9-11. And I just said, I'm Matthew and Ileana's father-in-law. So they just kept flying. Yeah. Well, they did have me crack a window. Though. It was, was weird. weird. It's probably different because you were flying. We weren't flying first class. Like, just first class. We, we sent a charter. Like, you were you were by yourself on that jet. Yeah, no, it was all by myself. Yeah. There was no one else in the plane except for the pilot. It's one of those planes where the... The cabin is huge, but there's only like six seats, and they all rotate like in the movies. One long couch. Was that was, that, was it, it one of those? I didn't it, get the seat. That's not the one that you guys sent to me. No, I can't remember. No, I have so many planes. Actually, there was no seats podcast. in this. It was just one big waterbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of that is true. <laughs> maybe maybe I shouldn't it. have started recording. We had a long, long few nights. Here so, Dan and Christy Cook, if you guys remember who came on the podcast, what? A few months ago. A few months ago? Yeah. They flew back, or they drove back. We drove, yeah. To, to Maryland, where we currently live, because Ileana and I yes. had our baby. Yeah. Did baby you tell everybody, tell everybody the name yet? Uh, I don't think we did. His name is Atticus Daniel, Daniel. Holly. Holly, yeah. He's a stud. Yeah. He, he's, a stud. He's, he's awesome. Six pounds, 10 ounces, loves milk, loves pooping. He does fantastic job of of eating, pooping, and and really sleeping, Matt. He doesn't like, have any problem. He, he he functions as he should. He does. I don't think I know how easy he is yeah. at the moment. He's not dressed himself yet, though. No, which is disappointing. We're for that, yeah, because I have laid out his outfits for him every yeah. morning. And and he did get a little loud with 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 your wife. Yeah, I had earlier, to, and you had to correct. Him. I I put yeah. down the foot. I said, yeah. "Listen, that's not. This isn't your mom. You're this doing is what my wife." The Bible says you're training up a child in the way they should go, and you're letting him know that's my wife before <laughs> yeah. uh, she's your. I mother. said, "Listen, he's gonna he's gonna know the tone <laughs> of discipline in this." I house. don't know that Ileana took that real well. She was no, she kind was of a little it. grieved by that. But um, are we really actually talking right now on your podcast thing? It yeah. is recording. All I know is we have two microphones in our hands, and we're just bantering. it is actively recording. <laughs> yeah, so, so we didn't really know what we were going to talk about today. Matt. No, I thought we could talk about one of a few things, yeah. kind of off the cuff. So one of the reasons Eliana is not here is because she's currently taking care of our child, and we thought we'd give her a break for the week. And we thought Dan's in town; he's a pastor; he obviously exudes <laughs> wisdom. Yeah. So we thought let's talk about something with Pastor yeah. Dan. Yeah. Plus, your interview with you and your wife was our by far 
our biggest episode. Yeah, and you're we missing... We went from eight the, viewers to ten that week. Yeah. It's just incredible. That is amazing. Well, the yeah. truth is, is I should probably be out there holding little Atticus, and Gaggy should be in here. Uh, my wife, Christy, should probably be in maybe here because will, she is the better part of this equation. Maybe we will hold Atticus sometime tomorrow, yeah. and Eliana and Christy will come in and do their own oh, podcast. Oh, dude, because they would probably get a lot of views. Or oh, what, yeah. what do you call it? Views? I don't know how this thing works. But Something like that. I don't know. Followers, viewers... I don't know. We're influencers. So, so Matt, I, I know you're you're like the uh, author of the show, but can I ask you a question? Oh, sure. I mean, the last week has been a tremendous uh, change yeah. in your life. Mm. What would you say uh, has been one of the greatest things that you can say you've got to experience in the last the last week? Like, like what has when you're mm. sitting there looking at little Addie? And, and watching your wife and, and knowing that this is your child. Yeah. What has been one of the most um, heartfelt uh, changes that you've experienced in the last week? What would you say that is? I'll say two things that I've noticed and I've told Ileana about. One, this is the hardest thing that Ileana and I have ever done together. Not even close. And we have never been closer in our marriage than this yeah. past week, which is crazy to say. Yeah. I told you this earlier, last night and every night, there is some form of tears shed from sleep deprivation and some form of laughing. Last night, we were, we were thinking, what could Atticus be when he grows up? And we were just saying, yeah. we were tired. They, they, were, they were getting ridiculous. And we were just laughing and laughing. And that's one thing. We've never been closer, I think, in our whole marriage, which is not very long. But you would think we would be further apart by now, going mm -hmm. through all this. But it's been great. The second thing, I told Ileana this a couple days ago. Um, he was feeding and I was just looking at him and I told Eliana, I said, I have never, this is the only person, this is the only thing in existence that I haven't learned. I haven't had to learn how to love. Yeah. Um, like Ileana, I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't believe in love at first sight. You know, it's, it's, it's lust at first yeah. sight. That's really the yeah. better term. Yeah. You know, but, but like for your daughter, right. Yeah. I, I grew to love her. Yeah. Um, we are still, I'm still growing to love her. We're falling in love. The second Atticus was born. I just loved him. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. He doesn't have to earn my love. Uh, he didn't have to prove his trustworthiness to me. I just, everything about my love just came pouring out. I just, this is my son. Yeah. And I didn't know how I was going to react when I first saw him. I was like, am I going to cry? Am I going to whatever? But those are two things I think I've learned. One, I didn't realize that I could just love someone immediately without having any prior relationship no work done to the relationship he doesn't provide anything to me he's just a taker <laughs> taker <laughs> just of great. sleep he's a taker take, of sleep taker, taker of food of taker of money yep. um but i love him and also Ileana and i have not this is the closest i think we've ever been a blessing to have you guys here we had my parents here yeah, for about a week awesome. they just left a couple days ago we could not have done this without you guys so i think by the time you leave it'll be a nice smooth transition into our own lives um so we're definitely grateful for that you guys drove here um, your parent, you guys and my parents drove here in the middle of the night, uh, to, get, to overnight to get here as fast as you could to see if you get there before the baby was born. You guys missed it by a couple of hours, but we were grateful to have you guys there. Missed it. That missed must have been a crazy drive. That, I don't even, we, we don't you probably even, don't even remember. The yeah. Drive, do I don't you? know if we can talk about that drive on this podcast. Um, cause that was, that was pretty intense with, uh, some sickness that was going on within that car, but you know, kind of coming back to what you said, and I think there's so many different ways and places we could go with um, that unconditional love. He didn't have to, Atticus didn't have to do anything to earn it, to receive it. Mm. 
yet you have it for him and you've never really experienced that in anybody's life. Um, so I wanna, I wanna hit a couple things. One, um, pretty awesome to know and to understand a little bit more of that love that you have for that little boy doesn't even compare to the love that Jesus Christ has for you yeah. and for me. Mm-hmm. And that's mind blowing to me. It's not even close. It's it's not even close. Like you can't even, you can't even put it, it's not of this world, that kind of love. Yeah. And so it, it gives you a little taste being a daddy now of that child. Um, and by the way, he's going to get older and he's going to um, tick you off from time to time. Yeah. Uh, even more. So and he's going <laughs> to test you and Illy, but that love is always going to be there. So I think that's awesome. But the one thing that I think was really cool and special was when Christy and I were able to come into the hospital room and come around the corner and see that you guys had just gone through something huge. Yeah. I mean, birth, it's huge. And for you to be sitting on that couch, holding on to Atticus and, and holding him like with everything you had, like this is my child. And I'm so, so proud of him. And Ileana to see mom and dad walk in, but to know that you and Illy did that. And he got through that um, really with, uh, with, with nobody in there other than just you and her. And obviously... Uh, some great friends of yours from the church yeah. who happen to be there, but but seeing you guys um, get through that in a way where where you guys both had such a trust in each other, being there for each other, and couldn't say anything but good things about each other was um, something you don't hear often. So I want to encourage you, um, as your father-in-law, to say as as time keeps going, um, it will it will not get easier. Yeah. It will get more difficult, um, but knowing that you guys are grounded in God and what He's done for you guys, and in that love for Atticus, but first and foremost, your love for the Lord, it just ripples down into your to your love for each other and your love for Addie as He's watching you guys parent him as he as he gets older. I don't really know which direction we're going with this whole podcast thing, but this no, is I'm, a, I'm as you're speaking, I'm yeah. thinking, what is this going to be titled? It might just yeah. be a conversation with Dan Cook. I think so, which is fine. It's funny that you said all that about us because. You heard this from Ileana and I the other night. We were sitting in bed, you know, because we were awake. Um, by the way, our son sleeps really well. Yes, he does. But there's portions of the night where you have to be up because mm-hmm. he needs to feed. And, you know, I'm trying to get as much sleep as I can so I can help her out in the morning, take the baby from her for a couple hours. But we were awake at the same time the other night and we looked at each other and we said, I know why the divorce rate's so high. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you are on shaky ground in your marriage or if you don't have Christ at the center of your marriage, I'm not talking about two Christians uh, yeah. being married, I'm talking about having Christ at the center. Um, very different thing. Yeah. It would be really easy to go, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. I am not sleeping. I'm not eating properly. My whole schedule's off. Um, and I, I see why people could throw in the towel. Um, you watch movies or hear about stories about specifically fathers leaving, and you think, uh, how could someone do that? And I thought to myself, I understand how someone could do that yeah. if they weren't grounded in Christ. Because... You know, divorce is not an option in our family. That's yeah. not a word that right. we talk about unless we're talking about right. the, the the negative effects of divorce. Yep. That's not even a, it's not something we, we talk about. It doesn't exist for us. <clears throat> so we think, okay, how are we going to get through this? And I, and I realized, man, if you are trying to do things like raise a child uh, without the Lord, no wonder it's so hard. Uh, no wonder the divorce rate is so high. Yeah. And when I said, go back to that Christ-centered marriage thing, um, it there are plenty of Christians who get divorced uh, and there are plenty of Christians in the church, go to great churches, they get divorced. But I have to be careful. I say this. I do not think two people 
who are actively following Jesus will get divorced. I don't think it's possible. Um, one, 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 something's missing if that happens. But listen, I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm like thinking, there's no way we could go through this life. Uh, this is we're in week one right now. Yeah, you know, we're working. On and week I've already two. been told <laughs> we're working, getting on, week two. working on. I've week already two. been told by people in our church. Listen, this is as easy as it's going to get raising your your kid. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what if we had a second kid and a third kid? And we're all different ages, going through all different life stages, and we have our lives, and they, we have their have. We're trying to deal with them. What in what world could we possibly hope to have a good marriage in all that without Jesus Christ? It doesn't make it. It just doesn't make any sense. And and I would say, as you guys, amen to everything that you just said. And the one thing that you know, I want to encourage you, and and even those that the ten people that may be listening. Well, we're at up to may, twelve, maybe twelve. And after after Christy and Eliana <laughs> get on here, maybe it'll be up to fifteen. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe nobody's hearing it. But here's the one thing I want you to hear: is the busyness of ministry yourself, uh, pouring yourself out to other people, um, being here. You know, putting those work clothes on when you come in through the door to be here for Eliana and for Atticus and the busyness of sleepless nights and the importance for you to be abiding in the word, abiding in Christ, being connected to the vine and saying, you know what? I've got a responsibility. Therefore, my first responsibility is spending time with the Lord on my own because I, I am here to tell you that the busyness and for those people that may be listening, like if they're struggling, if they're going through things, the first thing that I would ask anybody and be asking you is, have I been in prayer Hmm. and have I been in the word? And not in the word to study for an exam, to study for a degree, to study for a, a test you may be taking or a conversation with somebody else. But have I been in the word to have an encounter with a holy God mm-hmm. for me in my spiritual walk? Yeah. Um, because the trials are going to continue to, to happen. I, I'm currently going through uh, right now just First Peter with a group of guys. Yeah. So I'm going to read something. All right. Get your, and, re- and, get your reading verse, voice on. Verse six. I had to get my reading glasses on. Um, so it's, it's born again, the living hope that we have in Christ. But in verse six, it says in this, you rejoice though. Now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. That's coming. Various trials in your marriage, raising a young child, being a pastor, you're going to have them. And it says this, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ, making him the number one place that you go to through all this. Mm-hmm. You are going to have sleepless nights. Yeah. You and Illy are going to be at each other's throats. You're going to look across the room and it, it, I gotta be careful. How I say this, you're going to love that girl and you're going to despise her at different times. I, and, and I mean that in a, in a loving way. No, She's I know my what you daughter, mean. And I don't sure. want to say it to like belittle our wives, but there are times where I have to actively choose to say, I love the Lord. Therefore, I love my wife and I'm going to do what he's asked me to do. Wait a second. Are you saying that you it's you could fall out of love in seasons of your time, of your life with Christy? I are you am, saying you have to work at it? You guys aren't I, just magically in love absolutely here for the 10 people to send you emails on the fact that you can absolutely don't tell you send emails because in all joking there are hundreds of people listening (laughs) (laughs) um i should check that absolutely (laughs) love is a choice right love bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things love never ends love is an active choice of will to say i'm going to love you that's every day despite this it is moment by moment Ooh. It is, it is not just every day. Hot take. It is minute by minute. And so when, when people say, well, I'm just not in love with you anymore, that's oh. why I need to get a the D word, right? 
Um, well, show me in God's word where it says you need to be in love with someone. Love is an act of choice. And it's like, you're saying this with Atticus, right? Like, I do believe that that's the closest that we can come to the Father's love for us. I really true. I agree with you 100%. My kids have a different kind, I have a different kind of love for my child than I do for my wife. They didn't have to do anything to earn my love and my affection. There wasn't that, that what you said, that lustful moment of I'm attracted to this person and now yeah. I'm in love with. It was a, they were born. This is part of me. This is a creation from the Lord. I love this child unconditionally, no matter what they do. Yeah. Um, in the case with you and Ellie, it's going to be absolutely every single day saying, I choose to love you despite the fact that you're hard to love right now. Yeah. It's the same way that Christ loves don't us. Always, don't always like each other. Right? Don't always like each other. <laughs> we had a, a pastor at a conference we used to attend every year. It was a, a family camp, actually. Um, the pastor's name was Tom Harmon, and he had one of these lines he used to say. I feel like I heard him say it every year. Talk about how like he's been married to his wife for 50 years, some odd years, and like, divorce never came up. Never an yeah. option. Homicide? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But divorce, never. Until <laughs> death That's do us good. part. Until death do us part. But it's interesting though because if, if if marriage is a picture of Christ and his bride and Christ in the church, divorce can't be an option. Because right. if we believe that Christ did what he what it says scripture said he did, and we believe that all that to be true, we believe that he did die, he did rise again uh, for our sins, that we could be uh made right with God. We he doesn't ask for divorce. When we constantly go back and sin against him, sin against him, sin against him, when we are the guilty party over and over and over again, still no grounds for divorce between God and his children. He has kept us secure. He seals us. He says, all who come to me, uh, I will never cast out. Yeah. Um, so we got we to rethink the way we look at, at marriage for sure. Because yeah, like there's... you said, it's not about, it's not about love. It's very interesting. You know, you do want to be in love, right? Yeah. You do want to have affection for um, and, but that stuff comes over time. Um, I've learned that Ileana is more attractive to me now than she was when I first met her. She became more even physically attractive to me over time because we're falling in love. We are walking together as friends. We're walking together in the Lord. And I think he blesses that because like I said, it's easy to see someone and, and lust after them. Like, Oh, you know, love at first sight isn't real, but it's not like the movies. Yeah. And I think that's why Christians can justify divorce because they find someone else later in life. All right. Well, <laughs> if you are wondering why there is an abrupt pause and an immediate start, it's because in the middle of our podcast, the batteries died. They did. We have a really, really fancy recorder. It actually is a really nice recorder. But for some reason, it takes four AA batteries. So we went to the store, got some more batteries, and we were going to pick up where we left off, which we have no idea where it was. We have no idea. You said you thought we were talking about... Love. I thought you were talking about the fact that we'll find you out love how, how wrong we yeah, let's later. See, let's see how good our memory is. Your love for Ileana and how you actually love her more now than you did even when you first met. That that's what I think. Yeah. I, I do remember talking about that. Yeah. I still remember when I talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. This would be but interesting. It's, yeah. But I mean it's true. Even the other day, I remember saying to her, the fact just seeing her being a mom. And cause she's wanted to be a mom forever, as far as long as I've known her. Um, and just seeing her love our son, you know, it's not something I've ever seen her do, right? Like I've never, yeah. like I've seen her with kids, you know, and I've seen her with other other things, but I've never seen her with her son. And it's really cool. And I was telling her the other day, I said, I, I, I've never been more 
attracted to you in my life. Just seeing you be a mom to your son and here and knowing this is what you want to do. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's been cool. It's been good. You know, what's, what's awesome is I can be sitting there on the couch snuggling up to Atticus and uh, just getting as much time as I can holding on to him and knowing that Illy was up all night feeding him and taking care of him. And I'm sitting there and Illy will look over and say, do you want to come snuggle your mom? Like her love for that little boy, <laughs> right? Your love for that little boy. Can I have him back? Yeah, can I have him back? He, it's crazy. He has no idea how much he's loved by people who haven't even met him yet. Yeah. People here at this church, family members, and it's funny, we were talking about how his existence, which is just weird to think about, his his existence in this world is directly correlated to decisions that you made yeah. as, as a young man. <laughs> and that's crazy. Try tracing that back thousands well, of years. I, I that's think, what God yeah, does. And that's, that's insane. And that's that whole that whole choosing to do what God has asked us to do, right? And, and even when we're not necessarily walking in the way that we should be walking, but to make those decisions to say we're going to do what we've been asked to do out of a responsibility for the individuals, our kids, our children. We were talking about that with uh, with you guys the other night at dinner, just the decisions that Christy and I both had to make at a very young age to say we're going to fight for this marriage. We're going we're gonna to fight to bring our kids up in, in, in the right way. Um, it's just a, I wanted to come back to one thing that you were talking about, Matt, with divorce too, and, and it gets into our relationship, kind of Christy and I, is with, with grace, God's grace. Yeah. Because you know we're, there's going to be people that are listening, and we're talking about divorce and how you know that that, that can't be a thing that God, God wants, and that's true, and I believe that 100%. But to also understand that God's grace meets us at our worst. Yeah. And so the people that are making those decisions that have made those decisions, like letting them know, like it's not too late to do the right thing to glorify the Lord and that his grace will meet you. But man, the consequences that follow when you choose to do something that makes you feel good, right? Yeah. When you choose to say, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to leave my responsibility of husband. Um, I'm going to leave my responsibility of wife because it's just not something I feel like I should be doing because it doesn't feel good. Um, them consequences follow you the rest of your life. And so it's like you're, you're talking about the decisions that we have made and how that, that ripple effect that goes down. Um, it's, it's absolutely um, training up a child in the way they should go. And when they are older, they will not depart from it. I was thinking about Sunday. We had the opportunity to go sit and listen to Pastor Wally um, mm -hmm. preach. And as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm looking over and you're snuggling, you're snuggling next to Illy and Ileana has baby Atticus all wrapped up and the singing starts and I just start crying. <laughs> and, and and it wasn't like a cry of my kids just had a baby and I'm a grandparent for the fifth time now. It's, it's God, you are so good and you are so big. I mean, Atticus was just born and here we are sitting in church together in the back row, snuggled up knowing that while we are sinners saved by grace, we are saying, God, you are number one in our lives and you are number one in our families' lives. Mm. And so the tears weren't tears of anything, but just how big and awesome God was. And, and I think that's just something like for you to remember as you're continuing to grow and being a husband, being a daddy, being a pastor is don't forget your first love, like yeah. never, ever forget your first love and uh, trusting him to get you through that. I love that statement. We say that all the time, your first love. And it's important to know it's not the first love I had. It's the first one who loved me. That's right. Um, cause I'm still learning how to love God because yeah. I, 
I was talking about this with Pastor Wally the other day, um, talking about fear of man. If you fear man, you do not fear God. Yeah. And um, not only did God love me before I committed a sin, an, an actionable sin, um, God continued to love me after I committed each and every sin, in every instance, the sins in private, the sins in public. And that's what Christ is doing right now. He's at the right hand of the Father, and he's, he's reminding him of what's been done on my behalf. He's our advocate. And that's just crazy because um, grace is so undeserved. Yeah. I was in one of my teaching one of my classes here at church on prayer, on Sunday school class, and it diverted quickly from what we were doing. We should have been talking yeah. about, but it, we had a great conversation. We ended up talking about God's forgiveness. And one of the points I was trying to to make is that the beauty of for God's forgiveness is that it does not involve forgetfulness. Um, if God forgot, I think that's something Christians think that God forgot our sin. If God forgot our sin, grace wouldn't be sweet. Grace is sweet because God in his all right. uh, omniscience and uh, omnipotence knows all our sin and still chooses chooses to not remember that yeah and hold that against us that's crazy yep because if you forgot you know it's like okay well that's odd if you forgot there's nothing to forget you know it's nothing to remember but the fact that he can remember everything that put his son on the cross his perfect holy son and still say come come every time every day Yeah, and who is he asking to come he is not asking the the righteous he's not asking the holy he's not asking the 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 lofty he's asking the broken and the weak yeah and the hungry and the starving and he's saying that's who i want to come come to me all who are heavy laden right and i'll give you rest and i'll give you rest Mm. so remembering that that's that's us yeah that's us um i i I often i probably said this verse because it's just something that's near and dear to my heart but we're talking about loving loving your kids loving your wife and you know your walk with the lord and in psalm 37 it's, it's delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to him. Trust in him, and he will act. And so I don't know what storms you guys are going to go through. Yeah. Um, I don't know what storms other people are going through that may be listening. But that delight, um, and you're the Greek master, so you can probably help <laughs> unfold that a little bit. But delight is, is to be moldable. It's to be pliable, like Play-Doh. Um, delighting yourself in the Lord. Like fondant. That, like fondant. Don't get me on fondant. I hate fondant. I think it's the worstless. It's the most. Anyway, don't get me going. We were, we were watching ridiculous. a cooking show, baking it's show before this, and they were using fondant, and Dan is just. F- I'm just going. It, fondant hurt him. Fondant in hurts In some me. way. It ruins any sweetness reaction. of any cake. I do not delight in fondant at all. But yes, I'm Matt, derailing your point. It's a little <laughs> bit like fondant, but it's moldable. And when you're delighting in the Lord, you're teachable. Yeah. And to be teachable, you have to be what? Humble. Mm. And, and, and humility goes a long way. So surrounding yourselves with a bunch of people in your lives that are speaking into your lives, choosing who's, who's speaking into your life, right? Like we don't have to listen to everyone, but getting those people around you and it's delighting in the Lord and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Well, if our desire is to have a close relationship with our wives, if our desire is to have a close relationship with the Lord, if our desire is to have a close relationship with our children, we're going to have that. That's what God asks us yeah. to have. But am I delighting in him? But then it doesn't stop there. There's a big word smack dab in the middle. And it's something I think we all struggle with. And it's commit. Hmm. Commit. All in. 100% sold out for Jesus Christ and who he is and his word. Right, All scripture breathed by God. Profitable for you and I. But am I committing my ways to the Lord? 
Yeah. Am I doing what he's asked me to do? And then trusting him that he is a good father, that he does love you like you love Atticus, right? There's going to be yeah. times where you're going to have to bring him up and discipline him. <laughs> um, but trust in him and then knowing that he is a faithful God that does indeed act. And not always the way that we want him to, but he will indeed act. Yeah. And it's for our good. And, and everything you're saying right now, it sounds great. Yeah. But you cannot possibly, if you're listening, and you're like, yes, Dan, what you're saying is, is what I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can't have that unless you are actively seeking God in his word. It's not going to, you're 100%. not going to find it. I, I talk to, to people all the time who say that they are struggling to hear from the Lord. They don't feel close to the presence of Jesus. And the first thing I'm prompted to ask is, oh, okay, well, what's your time in Scripture look like? That's right. And it's always, well, you know, Too busy. I haven't been doing that. And I'm like, so you're telling me that you're trying to get close to the truth, but further from the truth source, which is the God's Word. And this is something Pastor Wally here at Mount Bible Church, a church I work for, is big on. Being in the Word, being in the Word, being in the Word. He doesn't say that because that's just like some mantra, like that, some filler word. Like, you have no hope of being close to Jesus Christ if you do not know Jesus Christ. No. And you will not know Jesus Christ unless you know what is said about Him, which is it? only revealed through Scripture. And when it says you're not going to find Him in the tree. It's active. Like, you're not going to see Him in the grass. You're not going to see Him in the grass. I can see Him in the instrument. You can see the, yeah, exactly. The, the Word of God is active, and it's sharp. It's a sword, and it's separating things. It's, 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 it's the Lord looking into our hearts and piercing our hearts with the truth. And so totally 100% agree. If, if there is somebody who is struggling right now, um, they need to be, uh, first of all, in a church. Hopefully they have a, a, a good Bible teaching church yeah. that they're involved with. But being discipled and allowing somebody to walk beside them, but opening God's word and starting in maybe the book of John, right? Just reading through yeah. the book of John and saying, what is it in praying? You know, that's one thing I think, Matt, that people don't do often enough before they spend time in the Word. We get so busy as these being good Christians that we got to read the Bible. Yeah. And uh, do we pray to hear from the Lord mm -hmm. before we start reading from His Word? Like, just take it a moment. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer, but just, Lord, speak to me today. Let me see something new yeah. and fresh from Your Word today that's going to that's gonna, um, bring me to repentance yeah. And confession and change, um, but yeah. allow me to hear from you. Yeah, if you're looking for a book to give you a pat on the back, um, if you're looking for a, a place to affirm the life you're living, the Word of God might not be for you um, because it's not going to do that. It's going to put you on the path towards righteousness. Um, there's plenty of self-help books that will affirm anything you're doing, anything and everything. Um, but there's a reason why there's hundreds and hundreds of self-help books because people keep reading them because they're still searching, they're still looking, they're still clawing for something that they will never find. Um, and the problem is we do not want to be submissive to the one who can give us peace because it, it takes life transformation. We have to surrender our lives and accept that there is a higher authority and someone who is actually going to give us rest. But when we, relent that, when we release that control, uh, to, to a father who, who knows how to love us. That's hard. And people don't want to do that. And it would be, it's amazing. I wonder how many people are going to miss out on the kingdom of God because of their pride. A lot. A lot. So I'm going to take this a different direction because you're probably at the tail end of your podcast, would you say? 
Sure. I don't know. I Listen, I think we should probably just do another one later. Yeah, we'll just do and another we'll one. Just have... We tried to get the girls to do this, so all of you that really want to hear the girls do one, they opted and said probably more than likely they will not be doing that. So we'll probably just do a two. But I want you to get really <laughs> – are you ready? I'm ready. I know you are the director of this show, and oh. now I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, just the way million, we started. Your million viewers. Millions. Millions of viewers. Um, <laughs> don't I, I asked you a question at the beginning, so now I'm going to ask you something uh, – based off of those questions in the front. Okay. But I'm going to ask you one that's a little bit different. All right. And this is going to be, you're going to have to be vulnerable here. I love it. What would you say, and I want to be careful the way I say it, because I know that perfect love casts out all fear. I know you're a good, understand God's word, but I do want to know, what would you say in having this new baby boy and being a daddy at a young age, what would you say can bring on the worry and the anxiety. And again, we hear them in God's word. I know we're not to be anxious about anything. I know we're to yeah. cast all of our burdens into the Lord. But we do struggle with anxiety and worry and fear. We do. We're humans. Yeah. So what would you say in being a new daddy, being a husband, what would you say you're you're fearing and you can you can see bubbling up in you to be most anxious about in this first yeah. first week of being a new dad? So before I answer that, I want to go back to what you said about the anxious thing. I love that passage in scripture because what it's what it's not saying is uh, do not be anxious, you sinner, moving on. It says it's essentially saying I I know you're a human, you will be anxious, um, but you can cast all your anxieties on That's right. on the one who can actually handle this, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful thing. So I, I like to think I'm, I'm a person in general who is not anxious. That's just not something I struggle with. But I certainly have moments of anxiety. I certainly have fears. Um, We were talking about this a little bit earlier. But to answer your question, I'll make sure I'm answering the right question. You're saying, what is my biggest, to sum it up, correct me if I'm I'm wrong. You're saying, what what is my my biggest concern, fear, anxiety about my life stage right now, being a new dad? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, my... (laughs) My biggest fear is that something's going to happen to my son. Yeah. Because he's helpless. Um, and I, I, I wake up in the middle of the night and wonder, is he breathing? Because mm-hmm. he doesn't really know how to breathe very well. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's little. And I think it scares me sometimes because I know there's a lot that can happen to him in the first year, year of his life that I have no control over. Um, and that's scary because I am a control freak. I love to be in control and I love to to know how to fix things and I love to fix them. It's just kind of who I am. Um, that served me well in times and it, and it, it's, it makes a poor master. But um, I'm trying to learn right now that Atticus is not mine. Um, he is the Lord's. And just like I have money to steward, I have gifts to steward, I have resources to steward, he's mine to steward. Um, he is the Lord's. He breathed breath into him, and he can take it away at any moment. Um, and I, I talked a lot about this with Ileana while she was pregnant. Because we were just praying that the baby would be born healthy and all this stuff. And we had to get to a place, and I'm not here. This is where I'm trying to be. Get to a place where we understand that if God took our son, he is in the best place he could ever be with his father, his real father. Um, as hard as that is to say, and it's a lot easier to say than it is to believe. But I want to get to the place where I truly believe that while while that the place where he really belongs is with his father. 
Um, and I just have the joy of, of being his earthly father for the time that I've been given. You know, and my hope is that as much as it stinks to say this, my hope is that he has to bury me one day. You know, parents don't want to bury their children. And I know parents who've had to, and that's uh, probably one of the hardest things um, and a pain that will never go away, um, no matter how long it lasts. But um, I'm trying to now accept the fact that he is not mine. So what do I do when I'm trying to steward something that's not mine? You know, if I borrow your car, I probably won't drive it the way I drive my car. And so another fear of mine is that I won't raise my son in a, in a way that honors God. And when I say I fear that, you know, I just don't know what's going to happen. I, I know how I need to raise my son. Like I know the principles that I need that will guide him. I know he needs Christ first and foremost. He's a sinner. As cute as he is and as perfect as he seems, he's depraved, right? And I know what I need to do, but I, I look and think 18 years from now, I wonder if he's going to be walking with Jesus. And mm-hmm. I wonder if I'm going to do a good job being a dad. That's another fear I have. Yeah. Um, so I gave you two. Well, no, I don't you know. Did, that may be a great. long answer, but I and, gave you two. And I would say I love I love your heart behind that, that that Atticus belongs to the Lord, and I love your heart behind that healthy fear of I want to raise him in a way that honors God. Um, so that's really encouraging. The one thing that I would say is it was pretty interesting. I'm going to chuck you right under the bus. Okay. You know, I'm, I, this is my second time being on this. Um, this podcast. First time you were a guest, you were very cordial. Yeah. But now it's it's over. It's over. It's okay. game on. So you came home from work the other day, and you, obviously they're being very gracious to you and allowing you to have time with Ileana and you <laughs> know, know spending you time with say. the kids. And you're terrified right now, wondering what is Dan going to say. Um, you had your computer open, and you were sitting down, and you're really trying to navigate some of this insurance stuff, right? Like when you bring a kid into the world, oh, it's it's a disaster. We're not going to get into that. That's for a different. That's a different. That's podcast. a different. That's that's somebody different talking, talking about, about insurance thing. fraud next. No, but, but insurance, and and you were sitting there, and you're just I could see it. I mean, for a guy who would openly admit, you know, control, um, I would say that you're you're very you're process oriented. You want to have everything in order, right? You're good at that. You see that's, me with my files earlier yeah, on the couch. Well, that's 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 one of your. I would say that's one of your giftedness. You're you're talented in that administrative style stuff, and and I see you just kind of beating your head against the wall. For lack of a better analogy, I don't know, sure. but that's what it looked like. Sure. <laughs> Beating your head against I, the metaphorically, back. I was right? doing metaphorically. Such, yep. And and you get to a spot. <laughs> Do you remember what you said when you closed your computer, and got up from the couch? I think I, that's yep. what I thought you were going yep. to say. What you say? I said, "Uh, time to go love my family." <laughs> and you said, "Uh, time to go love my family." And and you and you followed it up with something like, "Time to stop feeling sorry for myself." Yep, I did say that. <laughs> you did say that, right? That's what I was and, doing. I was like, "Man, my life sucks." So that's the, what I thought. What I what I loved about that is is keep that humility moving forward. And as you're raising Atticus, don't be afraid to explain to him when Dad's feeling a little bit down and when things aren't going the yeah. way that Dad wants them to go. But for you to be sitting there and you're doing your best, you're like, "Man," and your dad was here. <laughs> Dave was helping, you know, and he's, he's obviously organized and he's helping you out with some of this and you get home and you try to get this insurance thing figured out. But for you to realize that you were in a spot of, all right, uh, time to, time to go love my family. Right. Like I, you, you, you believe that you're loving them by getting this insurance taken care of. And that is something that needs to be taken care of. Eventually. Sure. But that wasn't the main thing. No. That wasn't the priority. Yeah. And for you to be able to say that to yourself and then to actually take it a step further and to see in yourself that, wait a minute. I got to stop feeling sorry for myself at this point <laughs> was even taking a I step further. This. And I, and, and I didn't even make uh, mention of it there. Right. I mean, obviously we were sitting with, with on the couch and yeah. you were going to love on your family. And, but as a, as a father-in-law, somebody who's married to my daughter, 
um, who is now your wife. And that's more important than being my daughter at this point. She's your wife, man. You're going to give an account before that, yeah. before the Lord on that. Uh, but the truth was, is that was, that was something I loved to watch happen right in front of me. Because you're trying to do the best thing you can as a dad. You feel like you're banging your head against the wall. Nothing's going right. But then for you to take a moment and go, I got to, this, this is not fun. I got to go love my family. And then I got to get over myself. Yeah. Sacrificial love. You before me love. Dying to self love. Christ-like love is them moments time after time yeah. after time. And that's never going away. It might be you wanting to just go down and get a good workout in. And guess what? Illy's going to be like, can you take Addie for a minute? And you're going to want to repeat those words. I got to get over myself. Yep. I got to get over. And I'm not saying that you don't go out golfing every now and then. Praise God for golf. You go out and yep. you do some golf. I don't know if I've clubs. told the podcast that I'm recently Matt become addicted a to golf. Golfer. I can't remember if I have. He is in this. it. So if you want to send him some golf balls, please do so. <laughs> uh, a few more for his father-in-law. Uh, but the truth is, is I want to encourage you and, yeah. and, and encourage those people that, that are out there right now that are that are raising kids and and have wives and, and, and in that moment to to just openly admit, listen, I'm flustered right now. I'm yeah. aggravated, but I have a job to do. Yeah. And that's to love my family. And I'm loving my family because I first love the Lord mm-hmm. and I need to get over myself. It's not and always easy. It, uh, <laughs> you let me know when it is because I still haven't figured that out. Well, yet. I'm learning too that. You know, there's certain situations in life that are just hard. Yeah. But also, as humans, we make them harder than they have to be. <laughs> and I'm learning there's a, I don't have to always just make things as hard as they need to be. You know, and sometimes for me, it's just like the way I carry myself, my attitude. I, I like to think I'm more an optimistic person. I'm not very down or gloomy yeah. much because there's no point. I'm going to, if I'm going to have to go through something difficult, I might as well try to do it with a smile. <laughs> So I know we were laughing about that situation with yeah. me on the couch, but you know, you're right. That was that was bothering me that day. It's frustrating me. It's still frustrating me because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that was an expensive decision I had to make. But yeah. you know, like you said, I had to get over myself. There's more important things in this life. Uh, I'm not gonna ever remember, really, years from now, this insurance situation. No. But uh, my family will benefit from now into the future for how I choose to love them day by day because that will compound in a way that nothing else will. And I have to remember that because, you know, it's a them before me kind of thing. That's right. Um, and, and naturally, I'm a very selfish person. If, you know, I want my things and I want to <laughs> do it my way. So it's not going to be easy. Yeah. So I'm, gr- I'm grateful for people like you who can keep me in check because uh, yeah. you, you won't let me get away with anything and neither will your yeah. daughter. I wonder if that no. came from you or... Yeah, yeah. She doesn't let me get away with anything. Probably, and probably, her probably her mom. She's the wiser one of the bunch. But it is exciting to watch. It's been a blessing to be here with you guys. I know we yeah. got like another day, day or two left before we head out. But yeah. uh, so encouraged to know that you got good people around you that are, I call them good people because they love the Lord. I got an opportunity to meet a lot of them. And I would say just stay low, stay humble. Hmm. Continue to allow these people that have been around for a long time to speak into your life. Um, and, and, and just stay in a place of, of teachability, man, and, mm. and, and, not being, and not being afraid to reach out. Um, yeah. I know it's weird when you got a father-in-law. I'm so thankful for Dave and Maggie and the relationship you have with your mom and dad. Um, but know that uh, yeah, Christy and I are always here for you to, uh, to, to reach out to anytime. Yeah. No, I know that. For sure. I know that. That's probably a good place to stop. Yeah, I think so. I know this conversation had no real theme. It didn't. Um, but hopefully it was encouraging to someone. Whether it was talking about love or marriage or 
raising grace kids. or raising kids or whatever. I know there's people in all different life stages. So we'll figure out how to how to title this one, but hopefully it was encouraging you guys. And um, I gotta we gotta get going because I need to book your uh, your charter plane. My back charter home. plane back home, yeah. Because um, yeah. if I if I wait any longer, it's gonna cost me extra. And you know we only right. get so much money from this podcast yeah. through all our. And right now you need insurance. Not it's true. The insurance is taking me down. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, thanks for bearing with us, guys. Um, Maybe we'll have another episode with Dan coming up in a couple weeks. Um, We'll see you guys later.